From the gloom, where we interview, meet, and share stories in a small podcast for F3 Nation for the invigoration of M community get to know you-ness. This is Interviews from the Gloom. We'll start to uh, make it up as we go along. F3 Nation, you guys, it's Atari coming at you at 8.38 in the a.m. on a Monday uh, it is 50 degrees for your Seattle weather check. Welcome to Hemterviews from the Gloom. Atari walking around a donut shop because that's what we do after a workout with two high impact men walking around right now with Squid and Toes, both from F3 Seattle. And what we're going to talk about today in this Hemterview from the Gloom is this amazing, impactful, really meaningful. Uh, Seesaw that we did out here in F3 Seattle. Maybe you've heard us talk about it on another podcast or tweet about it incessantly, but we're going to talk about what it was, why we did it, and what we accomplished. So first up, what we did with this Seesaw that we called the Seattle Slog, because it was our first Seesaw for F3 Seattle as a standalone region. Let's talk to the Q of it, a guy we call Squid. Squid, good morning, brother. Good morning. How's your donut? Uh, it's gone, but it's delicious. Great interview. Let's move on. Uh, Squid, tell us a little bit about the Seattle Seesop slog and uh, why you wanted to do it. Because you were the real mastermind when we put this thing together. What spurred you to want to do this thing? Um, I'm not going to lie. There was a few guys over on the east side. Uh, shout out to Hansel and Worthington who uh, did a Seesop last year that uh, kind of put the bug in my ear a little bit about it. Said, West Adders need to do a, a, a Seesop for sure. We're going we're gonna to bring all the Eastsiders out. We'll make sure it happens. We'll support it. And that was a really good idea. So um, <laughs> spent 100-plus hours planning it, and then uh, three of the Eastside guys showed up. It was awesome. <laughs> Lots of planning. So what I'm hearing is a little bit of friendly rivalry from one F3 region to another. Not a bad reason to do a thing. Uh, can you give us a high-level flyby of what was the CSOPS log? What did it entail? So... Um, if you were to look at the route on maps, it was about 18.6 miles. Um, I think guys' Strava's clocked a little bit higher than that up in the 20s. But uh, basically, we started light. Uh, it was a ruck, 20-pound minimum weight if you're over 150 pounds, 10 pounds if you're under that. Uh, started in West Seattle, in Seattle, on the beach. And we ended uh, on Golden Gardens, which is an entire other point in Seattle. So basically, we toured all the Seattle AOs awesome. um, and added weight at certain points throughout the route. What was our step-off time? When did we start? Uh, I believe we started at 11 o'clock p.m. on Friday, May 22nd. And I think we ended around 10.30 the next morning. What is it? What is it about starting and going through the middle of the night that makes a seesaw just so special? You know, for for me, there's a there's kind of a few different factors. One of them is sort of just like the this is so out of my element kind of thing that yep. a lot of guys have never done anything like this before. Um, I'm really trying to, with this particular type of an event, you want to try to target the guys that really haven't ever attempted anything like this and, and are going to be pushed way out of their comfort zone. Um, we had a few guys not finish, which yeah. uh, I honestly take as a bit of a compliment um, because that means that the guys that did finish really, a lot of them were probably right on that edge as well. I had a few of them say that they were. Um, and I we've had several of the guys come back and say that this was really meaningful for them. It was a life-changing experience. Yep. That They've got a new benchmark for themselves, etc. So I, I think that was kind of the, the primary aim of, of what we were doing here. Yeah, uh, somebody who had not done any seesop period, let alone a rucking seesop, let alone a rucking seesop that was going to cover 18.6, let alone a rucking seesop that was going to cover 18.6 and take about 
11 hours and go through the middle of the night. Uh, when we got to the end, which we'll talk about in a hot minute, I thought, okay, I can complete that. And then the queue told us the routine of the end and said we're gonna do it three times. I legitimately thought I wasn't gonna be able to complete that. Um, so that was super hard. We'll get there in a sec. But in the meantime, halfway, probably about the halfway point maybe, we got to um, the heavy portion of the seesaw slog. So as we're slogging, like Squid said, we got our 20 pounds on, and like maybe there's a couple uh, cinder blocks over there and a couple coupons over there. Whatever, that's 35 pounds. But when we got to the heavy portion, your boy Toes, who's walking around with us this morning, pulled out a lot of big heavyweight Toes. I have a question for you. Why do you hate people? <laughs> Why did you want to do that and hurt people? It was, what were you thinking? <laughs> Toes, tell, tell it was us in their about, best interest. <laughs> tell, us, tell us your experience with the slog and the seesaw, and then tell us about why you did what you did and the weights you pulled in. Yeah, no, I have to say, too, this was my first seesaw, um, and it wasn't my first sort of event wrecking. And what I thought was really cool was seeing these guys that hadn't maybe done a whole lot of wrecking, that hadn't carried this amount of weight for this long, just really pull out all the stops and do that. Um, but yeah, about mid midway through our slog, we decided to just really pack on the weight. Hold on, hold on. We decided. <laughs> you decided. I might I might have been the mastermind behind a lot of these extra coupons, extra torture devices. Um, but we we pulled out, you know, the center blocks like you mentioned, and added on another 35. And then halfway up our hill, we found some more weight. And we decided, hey, we need to split up the packs. And, and so each guy got to carry two cinder blocks. And the other guys got to carry these really obnoxious logs tied together with rope and all kinds of fun stuff. And then we got up to the top of the hill, and they thought they were going to die. And I shared my words. <laughs> and then we decided to go back down the hill with all that weight. Once again, we did not decide anything. <laughs> you did. Everybody, everybody really stepped up to the plate and took the challenge, I thought, amazingly well. And we all got a chance to help pick up the six, I think. Yeah. And... Um, really kind of brought the packs together through that yeah. extremely difficult um, event only to be surmounted by uh, yeah squid's final cue at the end of the slog so. all right squid we said we'd come back to it tell us what was the final uh, just hell challenge and then both of you think about um, what did you learn at the end of it you know where what did you come out with sorry right, squid what was this big finale uh, yeah we called it hell's pipe uh, we had uh, built a fairly obnoxious wire crawl that was a three by, I think three by six grid of tripods that were all strung together, creating a 50, a 50 foot one way. And then you turn around and come back down the other lane. So it was 50 by 50. Um, and basically the thing was that we had uh, the support team set it up on the beach going into the water. So you had to crawl 50 feet through the pipe with your ruck on and with a cinder block. Gross. Uh, all 50 feet down into the water, turn around, and then crawl back out the other side, uh, at which point you had to rifle carry about 20 yards to a station, uh, which was in the water, where the you water. had to do 10, uh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, 20 thrusters. Then you had to rifle carry to station two in the water, where you had to do 10 man makers, which is just a burpee with the block. 
Then you had to rifle carry to station three, which was in the water, which is 22 count flutters with the block on your chest. Then you had to rifle carry all the way back to the start and repeat that three times. Three times! Losing friends out there. And this, uh, is after, this is after 20 some miles of, right. of rucking. So the guys were pretty beat up. And I think as we got to the beach and Toes, Toes and Atari weird. knew what we were doing, they were the only ones who were grinning and nobody quite knew why they were grinning the whole time. It's actually kind of funny if you see photos of it. Well, we'll <laughs> post them with, uh, with this pod. All right, Squid, uh, parting words what do you think you learned throughout the experience um to be honest by the time i got to the end of this thing i think that i just had the kind of uh kind of being the the lead cadre for me kind of kept me going and and i wasn't really thinking too much about the physical i think my 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 feet were kind of trashed but that's what happens after 20 miles of rucking um i I, more than anything i think i was learning a lot more about about group dynamics how to lead a group as as an event like this goes on and you get sixes that start to stretch the group and uh, guys that want to press further ahead and kind of how to how to manage things as things start start to sort of disintegrate and your plan isn't quite going exactly how you wanted i think we couldn't have really asked for a more ideal group and situation though i think things went really really smoothly given the cup we had a couple of small bumps but for the most part things went really well so we just we i think we had a lot of really uh really solid learnings around how to put a seesaw together there's a lot of things i would do differently but that's probably for another podcast so that's why we do it we do it also uh, to get better but also to learn uh so lots of learnings toes uh what'd you come out with i i really came out the new kind of respect for the guys the packs that are in our in our f3 seattle and puget sound region the guys that were able to make it out from the east side um just really impacted me and their ability to step up to the plate and um, just continue to push forward. Even they didn't know what was going to come next. They didn't know what kind of weight was going to be stacked up around the corner. Um, They didn't know why we were gearing up to head toward the Puget Sound (laughs) for some ungodly reason. Um, And it was just incredible to see them step up. And I don't know, I I was really impacted by your words to Atari in the middle there. Um, You shared a lot about uh, the difference between like the east and west sides and how we're coming out and we're creating a new thing and learning from past experiences as well. And so I don't know if you were going to share anything about that. but uh, The ship of Theseus will be a topic for another pod as well. Um, I've been sitting on that one for a while, so I was excited to bust it out. Uh, both of you guys appreciate, appreciate the work that you put into it. You guys, this has been a hint interview from the gloom, from F3 Seattle, for Squid, for Toes. This is Atari, and you know what? We got to go. Interviews from the gloom are on your favorite podcast apps. Share us with your friends or packs across F3 Nation. Or check us out on Twitter at Interviews from the Gloom.